Welcome to the Risk and Repeat podcast, episode number 95. I'm Rob Wright, editor of Search Security, and I am here back in the studio once again, my site editor, Peter Lotion. Peter. Hi, Rob. How are you feeling? Great. You should be feeling great because we're having great discussions. We are. About uh, all the latest news and goings on in the cybersecurity world. Uh, Peter, we are going to, t- I know it seems like all we do in 2018 is talk Meltdown Inspector and everything that's going around those disclosures and vulnerabilities and mitigations and patches and just sort of the the response to all of this. I know we've talked about it before. We're going to talk about Meltdown Inspector, but in relation to a specific sort of development with the with the story. And that development is Intel updated its bug bounty program. They did. And this is not unimportant. Normally, I see news developments about bug bounty programs. I think, oh, it's good for them. Oh, they're making a bug bounty program public or they're changing the parameters. Um, you know, no big deal. And I, I think if it weren't for one element of this story, it probably would have fallen into that category because I think they talked about you know, their their main bug bounty program, they were, instead of being invite only, they were opening it up to everyone, correct? That is correct. And they upped some of the rewards. They did. They, significantly. Um, how significant? How significant? Well, uh, the top award for a hardware vulnerability now under the, the Intel bug bounty program is $100,000 for the most serious flaws. Uh, previously, um, it was thirty thousand. So, so they've tripled that. Uh, the top reward for Intel software um, has gone up to ten thousand dollars from seventy five hundred, and up to thirty thousand for for firmware bugs, which formerly was capped at ten thousand. So they're really, they're upping the rewards for the firmware and hardware um, by a lot. By, yeah, they're tripled. Um, at the same time, that's only for, like the top rewards are for the worst of the worst. Right. If, it, if it's hard to mitigate, yep. if it's a nine or higher CVSS score, right. um, then you could get as much as 100,000 for a hardware uh, flaw. But as they state, the harder the vulnerability is to mitigate, the more we pay. Yes. That's good. Exactly. I mean, it's not insignificant, and I don't want to downplay the expansion of, of the main program. We're going to get to the bonus program in a minute. Because, I mean, like you said, they tripled. I'm still a little, I guess, surprised in light of what's been going on that firmware bugs are not a little bit higher. But I guess that's not that unusual. I was doing some reading about this. Um, so it's... Good, you know, good for them for, for, I mean, tripling, more than tripling in some cases, uh, the the payouts for this. I mean, $100,000, that's pretty, it's a good it's pretty excellent. I yeah. wonder if they're going to, can they retroactively pay um, the Meltdown Inspector <laughs> no. guys? No, no, I don't think so. That would be something. But um, that would have gone, gone under the third part of the, of the news. Right. So there's a there's a side channel program, a limited dur- duration side channel program for bug bounty, uh, for Intel's bug bounty program, scheduled to run through the end of this year, 2018. 
the the top reward, $250,000 for uh, a side channel exploit of Intel hardware through software. Right. And there's conditions and there's details, but um, and that's, that's a limited a limited time offer, mm. but it is um, significant in, in light of Spectre and Meltdown because if those guys had held off until, say, now instead of uh, last summer, which is when they reported, first found it and reported it, they would be eligible for that, presumably. Right. Um, maybe not 250000 Maybe maybe less than that, depending on how how hard it's going to be to mitigate, but but yeah, that's it's going to be hard to mitigate that Spectre and Meltdown, so so they they could have had a shot at the top reward. We've talked about uh, bug bounty rewards um, in light of the the iPhone, you know, Apple and and elsewhere, where yep. um, the rewards are not always in line with the market value of the of the exploits. For sure. So this is this is I think a good move, but it's just gonna it's just gonna it's a it's a, a an arms race. It is between the the vendors and the and the um, the people that are selling the exploits. It is, although I you know you, that brings up an interesting question. I want to I want to explore before we get into the the meltdown specter sort of angles to the to this and and the questions they raise. But do you think that if I mean Let's say you're you're a black hat and you find a vulnerability in Intel's hardware and you stand to make a hundred thousand dollars. I mean, I guess if you were if you were just if you were just lazy, you could go and you could take the hundred grand. But wouldn't like if you were if you were already sort of operating on a criminal level, like wouldn't you spend a little bit more time and and like go to who you might normally sell it to or like. A, whether it's a nation state, whether it's a, um, a, 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 a government spy agency, whoever, and just say, hey, Intel is going to pay me $100,000 for this. I want 150 or I want 200000 Like, Like, I, I'm not sure that raising the amount is going to do anything to sway the people that wouldn't normally bring these vulnerabilities to the vendor anyway. Like, I, I don't think it's – like, I think I think what this does is – it it's in part cosmetic it's showing the i guess the greater security community the research community that intel is trying to do something that they're and and that's important i don't want to downplay that it's it's not just it's cosmetic but it's sending a message that these guys are trying to make an at least an honest effort to uh improve the, the program and get more um research from from the community and and hopefully plug more holes which is great so and and i i i do think tripling the payouts that's that's important so it's it's not anything to shrug off i just don't think it's going to have any sort of like if you were committed to selling flaws to other threat actors or other you know uh, um, nation state groups or nation state hackers or or spy agencies i don't think this is going to change anything I think it's just going to give you negotiation power yeah. to basically say the same with Apple. Like, do we honestly think that the firms that specialize in cracking iPhone security because Apple upped its, you know, bug bounty are going to say, oh, well, instead of selling this to the NSA or whoever, I think I'll sell it. I'll, 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 
you know, I'll get the payout from Apple. No. They're just gonna they're just gonna go to those spy agencies and say, pay me more. Well, I, I mean, there, there's a huge, is that cynical? No. Well. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's wrong. I don't think you're wrong, because if you're a company, we, so we talked about a company called Celebrite. Uh, yeah. A while back. And there's a number of companies like that. I guess Hacking Team was also yep, like yep. that. These companies that they they're shady, they're shadowy, they're sketchy, maybe a little bit, or they're just you know very secretive. They buy vulnerabilities and they resell them. Now, if I'm running one of those companies and I hear that Intel is offering a quarter million dollars for an exploitable flaw, yeah, um, then I know that I could probably go. I could probably pay two million for that and resell it. Like there's a lot of countries that want to have these abilities. Yep. If I I can I could resell that potentially a hundred times to the governments. Yeah. Then I could sell it another hundred times to uh, to other actors. Yeah. yeah. And and I could sell it for a hundred thousand dollars each time. Yeah. And sell it two hundred times. That's a lot of money. And and flip flop it. Flip it the other way. Right. Um. D- like if. Like there was the Telegram vulnerability that I wrote about this week, right? That was exploited for for all things crypto mining. <laughs> I mean, don't you think the researchers, like, if they were so inclined, they could have taken that vul- Telegram vulnerability? I mean, Russians would have loved that. <laughs> they would have been like, I mean, that's that presumes that the, the Russian government didn't already know. They probably saw Russian cyber criminals using it, also, um, but like. I, I don't know that, that, you know, not having a bug bounty is going to lead legitimate researchers or people that, that are, are white hats to suddenly say, oh, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to switch to the other side. So, it, again, it's important because it, it, it sends a message. And not only that, I do want to give Intel a little bit of credit here. I know we've, we've criticized, we've, we've been on them for the, the, the lack of communication, the poor communication, the patch don't patch it's a bad patch wait for the new patch we've been through all that but this is an important development to have the side channel program here uh it's another sort of step that they've taken sort of post meltdown to say hey we're, we're trying we're, we're gonna make some efforts here to to address things to try to improve things so they had the they, they introduced this group sort of under the radar a little bit, but this Intel Product Assurance and Security Group, it's a new division. It's going to focus on cross-company efforts to improve product security. So that was announced last month. Then in addition, uh, they also talked about how they were going to up funding for academic and independent research into security threats. Good. All good. Now, let's get into the bad. Um, why limited time? Why, why what, what is it about side channel attacks that this should only be sort of, this is only gonna go on for a limited time, why? I mean, clearly this is important. No one needs a refresher on how important Meltdown and Spectre are, but, but why not just, why not just keep it going? Like, what what makes us think that this is only worth having a limited time? Well, what we've seen with some bug bounty programs where uh, 
they don't always start out as permanent programs. They True. start out as trials. Yep. Um, so, the, so okay, that's a possibility. They could be trying to see if they're going to get any response. What kind of responses do they get? I I wish I could remember who whose bug bounty program it was, but uh, there was a fairly interesting story that happened in, in the last couple of years about a bug bounty program set up, big prizes. Uh, but the way it was set up, or something about it, yep. there was there were no submissions. So after you know eight months or a year of this program, right. they nobody nobody not only didn't they pay anything out, they didn't get any submissions. They didn't get any submissions. And maybe that'll be the case. Like maybe side channel attacks are a little bit more. They're not run of the mill. Yeah, I mean they probably want to get a, a baseline so they can see how how it works. I think also there's issues of um, they may think, well, now that we know that this is going to be a problem going forward, in our new chips we're gonna we're gonna make sure that this doesn't happen. Right. Um, we're we're gonna we're gonna eliminate all potential for side channel attacks, which is a which if that's what they're doing, that's rather disingenuous because you you almost can't predict what can be a side channel attack. I mean, um, yeah, there's side channel like you can put your phone inside a. a, a a bag, a, um, a Faraday bag. Yep. And it can still be tracked. Right. Even after you turn everything off and put it inside the bag. So there's, um, oh, because of the sensors. Because right. your sensors tell you what. Air gap it, we'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, right, exactly. So you can't really predict that, but I think I think what they're going to, um, it'll be interesting to see what happens at the end of the year, if they extend it or if they expand it or if they just drop it. Um and then that might give us some better idea why they're making it temporary. Do you think they're making it temporary specifically because the 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 maximum value of a vulnerability is two hundred and fifty thousand? It's like it's like they're they're making this a little bit juicier, but they're like limited. I, I don't know, maybe. So two hundred fifty thousand dollars is a lot of money. Well, to you and I, it is. Like I know Google doesn't need it, but they must be thinking like. Uh, the, the university researchers, right? They're probably sitting there going, "What?" <laughs> but but the, the thing is, you know, a company like Intel, they've got two hundred fifty thousand dollars stuck in the in the in between the cushions of their sofas. Yeah, like they can just shake a few sofas out and, and right. they can get that. Um, it, it's sort of like um, Everett Dirksen's comment about a billion dollars here and a billion dollars there, and soon enough, you're talking about real money. Yeah. For for these organizations, a quarter million dollars. Yes, we, you and I it would change our lives if we if somebody dropped that in our pocket. But Intel, it, it's just a cost of doing business. It's it's, it's almost petty cash for them. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I'd like to think that that they're going to evaluate it and, and, and see how they can extend it and make yeah. it, make it work. Um, it is new territory. I, I guess I just wish that they would have announced it. And just kind of, you know, if no one contributes anything to it or if it's not working out, then just come out later and say, you know, we didn't get any submissions or we, we got submissions and we didn't feel they met the criteria. This was sort of a hard area, new area, yada, yada, yada. So we're going to incorporate some parts of it in the main program, but we're discontinuing this as a, as a standalone program. I would have been okay with that. But the limited time thing makes it, I don't know, I, it's nitpicking, but I just wasn't. Well, I, I think fan of it. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I I can see your point. I, I also think that um, by by giving a big prize 
are, are by setting a large reward and also giving a limited time, it, 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 it lights a fire under the research. It definitely does. And tells them, you know. We should start looking into this. Make a little extra coin. You and I, you mean? Sure, yeah. Sure. We'll take a break from our crypto mining. Um, <laughs> but Peter, so so last point on this, and it's a, it's a very important point. It, it occurred to me when I was reading through this stuff, they wouldn't, Intel would not have a vulnerability or would not have a bug bounty program for side channel attacks if they didn't think that stuff like Meltdown and Spectre were actually bugs or vulnerabilities. That's an interesting and, point. And so does, does the introduction of this program signify that Intel finally acknowledges that yes, they are vulnerabilities and they these are not just like, oh, this happened. Because Peter, just let me remind you, you don't have to go very far to see how Intel has, like how hard they've worked to kind of not use the word vulnerability and sort of downplay this. Let me just, just refresh your memory a little bit. No, because I, I think it's important. So the first announcement was the one that they made on this topic was was you know industry speculation. Uh, it was before the the official disclosures. It was on uh, January third. Quote report uh, recent reports that these exploits are caused by a quote unquote bug or a quote unquote flaw. Uh, they, these are they, they put these words in quotes. Yes, shows you how much they think of these things being bugs or flaws. Exactly, which is they don't. Uh, uh, re recent reports that these exploits are, co are caused by a quote-unquote bug or a quote-unquote flaw and are unique to Intel products are incorrect. Well, that's not entirely true. Um, but, you know, you search for the word vulnerability or bug or flaw in these announcements, and the only time you find them is when they put them in air, like they put them in quotes. I said air quotes, but... Yeah. They're in they're in literal quotes, yeah. and the, the next announcement, the day that these things were disclosed, same thing. Like you can't really find, like they refer to them as exploits, but they don't refer to them as vulnerabilities or bugs or flaws within Intel. So, does this change things? I mean, I know what we think. Yeah. Like we've discussed this at length, and initially, I I said, you know, I have a tough time calling these vulnerabilities because. Well, this is a design choice they made a while back before anyone could sort of think about how these things could be exploited, how memory could be used in this way. It's really fascinating. But at the same time, like there's been sort of a growing number of people, and I just talked to someone the other day, Sonic Wall, Chief Technical Officer, John Gamunder, and we were talking about a, a new product that Sonic Wall introduced that is supposed to help identify things like meltdown exploits, track zero, um, sort of identify and block zero days using machine learning, what they call deep memory inspection. It's interesting stuff, but it's beside the point. John said, you know, there's been there's been sort of this this side of the discussion that says, oh, these aren't vulnerabilities, and he said, no, they are because because like it's exposing memory and you know he he sort of explained his point in a more eloquent way but it's i i gotta say i think the people on that side of the argument are 
they, I mean, that argument has merit. I think they're right. So what do you think? Like, do you think that this, them putting out a bug bounty kind of contradicts their earlier statements about this being a vulnerability? I, I think, I think that especially when something breaks, they were, they were not expecting to talk about this. No, until no, no, no. The ninth, I no. think, right? Yeah. And they and were we, not quite prepared. But the story broke a week before. Yep. So the they, third, you know, yeah. there's um, there's a certain amount of of uh, uh, firefighting that's going on, and you've got people from public relations, you've got people from the accounting side and the finance side, and 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 the management side and the executive side, and and there's a lot of people involved, in, and I think that a lot of companies have a very a real aversion to saying that their products are flawed or right. have bugs in them, and because we're we're talking about we're, we're splitting hairs over over terminology. If you say that there's an exploit that affects that that can be done to to exactly to break it, yep. then there's almost always going to be some kind of a vulnerability. Now, if it was a a, a, a um, social engineering kind of an exploit, right, right? Well, the vulnerability is not in a part of your product; it's in your people. Right. If you're if you're if the exploit is a social engineering exploit. If it's a exploit of the way that your product is designed, then that, then that's a vulnerability. And I think what we're seeing, um, oh, the other the other side of that is, you don't patch something unless it's flawed, it's right, broken. Right. You don't fix if it's working the way it's supposed to work, then you just leave it alone. If it's not working the way it's supposed to work, which is the case, you you then go about your business of of making sure that it's fixed. And if Intel is going to send out fixes and patches for this vulnerability, and I'm using the air quotes, then that's sort of a, yeah. a, a proof that they see it as a vulnerability, whether they want to admit to it or not. And I think, I think a lot of these things where where there's inconsistency, where there's change, you know, stories change suddenly all of a, in the middle of the night. I think it's just part of the learning process of how we deal with this kind of with the cyber security yeah. aspect of our lives. I just think like, yeah, I mean, if, if you if you have to change something about your code, your product, firmware, application, OS, whatever. And there's a CVE number like <laughs> yeah. you're that's a vulnerability like yeah. I, like it. Do I think that it's a it, it's a glaring one? No. Do I think that Intel should be beat up? about it no i'm more sort of concerned with their response and their communications and their miscommunications and how they've handled this but part of that you know handling has been things like not wanting to say that this is a vulnerability and it it just you know i just save it you know it it's you've got the bug bounty program good it's a good step um i do think that's sort of an implicit admission that yeah that, that these side channel attacks they prey on vulnerabilities they this is not just like something that happened and like whoops we had no control over it you, you did you did and if you didn't then it would affect everyone and it doesn't and that's I, again it's is it nitpicking a little maybe that's what we do here in chernobyl but at the same time like i do think for an important development like this and, and they are improving their reaction and their response to the situation. But I do think it it says something about how they view the situation, how they view the, the, the meltdown inspector issues, flaws, vulnerabilities. There, I said it.
<laughs> until I can say it to you. Yeah. So you're totally, totally right. We agree. Yeah, I think wow. so. I think we do. First time for everything, Peter. Let's come on. <laughs> well, no, Peter. Thank you for. I know you've been hanging on here because you've been a little under the weather, but thank you for engaging me in yet another spirited discussion about Meltdown Inspector. And it's always good to talk about this stuff. Well, thank you, Peter. Thank you for joining me, as usual. Always glad to be here. And thank you to the readers and listeners of Search Security. I'm Rob Wright, and we will see you next time.